This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1149 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by EcoVet Fly Repellent. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today, Glenn sits down with Julie Goodnight to talk about the correct aids for the canter or lope and why fine-tuning them can create a better quality transition. And we'll get right to our tip after this from EcoVet Fly Repellent. Wouldn't it be wonderful if your horse could enjoy a zone of repellency from pesky flies? Well, he can with EcoVet. EcoVet is an entirely new type of fly repellent that is safe for horses and those applying it, offering a real alternative to toxic pesticides like pyrethrins. EcoVet confuses an insect's normal directional ability, the bug's GPS, if you will. So if it can't locate your horse, it can't bite your horse. Dr. Wendy Ying from the Driving Radio Show has been using it in South Florida, also known as the Jurassic Park of biting insects, and she just loves it. EcoVet's active ingredients are naturally occurring food-grade fatty acids that have been clinically shown to improve the condition of horses with difficult-to-treat Swedish problems. EcoVet is effective on mosquitoes, ticks, noceums, as well as flies. You can visit EcoVet online at eco-vet.com for more information or to order. You can find EcoVet at Dover Saddlery Stores and EcoVets on Facebook. Just search EcoVet. E-C-O-V-E-T. You know, I had a question from, and I can't find the email right now, but I had a question from a listener that uh, when coming into the canter, their horse tends to buck. And I know that's probably one that you've had on your show before, right? On uh, Horse Master with Julie Goodnight? Yes, it sure is. In fact, we recently recorded an episode on that very subject, and it's a question that comes up a lot, and sometimes when you, uh, people have trouble with their horses either bucking when they're cued to canter or crow hopping or just taking off too fast into a, a gallop rather than a nice, slow, easy canter. And almost always um, this is caused by the rider over-cueing the horse to canter. And... I frequently tell people, whether it's the trot or the canter, if your horse goes into the gate, if he just launches into the gate like he was shot out of a cannon, chances are you over-cued him. And this is particularly a problem at the canter. And one reason why is because the canter is about the closest thing to the horse's flight response that we ask him to do. In other words, you can kind of imagine that what you're doing is asking the horse to go into flight. Yeah, it's sort and of like so, it's going into fourth gear and fifth isn't too far away. Yeah, yeah. and if if there's any anxiety or if there's anything that may be just slightly wrong with the horse, that maybe it's so minor that you haven't even noticed it before, but what, for whatever reason, he's having some mental or physical stress, and then you cue him out of the canter, and and if you cue him 
sort of without warning and you overcue a little bit, it can easily trigger the fight response because it's so close to what you're asking him to do. And if he were um, enduring some sort of stress, he might be closer to the flight response anyway um, because of the stress. But the solution is usually pretty simple. Uh, first of all, before you cue the horse to canter, or before you cue him for anything for that matter, you need to make sure he's awake and listening and prepared for a cue. If he's thinking about something altogether different or he's not thinking at all, and all of a sudden you jam this cue down his throat, you could get a shock, you know, a shocked response from the horse, and that could be one thing that's causing the bucking or the horse to take off. So we prepare a cue, believe it or not, we've, we've all inadvertently taught our horses that um, before we ask them to do anything, we'll shorten the reins and we'll come to attention right. with our body right. and our position. So make sure before you cue the horse to canter that he's prepared for the cue. And you're going to do that by just slightly shortening the reins and at the same time closing your legs gently on the horse. And so you build a little energy at the horse at the same kind of time you kind of take a hold of him. And what will happen then is is he'll sort of come to a, a tension. You'll you'll feel and see his, his neck and head lift just a little bit, and his ears will come back to you. And that's how you know the horse is prepared for cue. That's basically his way of saying, what do you want me to do? Okay. And then the counter cue, like any cue, should have a sequence to it. And you're going to use outside leg. That sets the horse up to take the correct lead. A little lift of your inside rein puts you, your body in the canter position, which is um, that your inside is slightly lifted and your weight is in the outside stirrup. And then the actual cue to canter comes when you push with your seat. It's a motion, the same motion that you use in the canter. It's a motion like pushing a swing. So you prepare the horse, and then you use leg, rein, seat. If I had a horse that was bucking or launching into the canter much too fast, what I would do is have the rider focus on the use of her seat in the cue and not so much her legs. Um, if, if the horse is too bad and too exuberant in this canter departure, you probably don't need more legs. Right. Uh, what you need is to tone the cue down, slow the cue down, and use less and less pressure until the horse is not quite so anxious about it. So the main thing is just getting systematic in your cue, slowing down the cue, and toning it down. Lots and lots of canter transitions from trot to canter to trot to canter um, should help her get smoother transitions. All right, great. Well, thank you, Julie. And, and you know, you said that uh, you did that on one of the recent shows. I wanted to ask you, for, for those of us that don't get RFD TV, um, can they see any of the, the videos online? Yes, there are segments of each show available online on my YouTube channel. Um, we're, we're prohibited from the network for posting the entire uh, episodes, mm-hmm. but we put we try to put some meaty segments of the show up on YouTube, and you can go to my website juliegoodnight.com and just click on the Horse Master link, and you can find a list of 
all the episodes. There's articles that relate to each episode, links back to my website, and then the YouTube channel, and that's just youtube.com slash Julie Goodnight, has all kinds of video segments. Cool. All right, great. I wanted to ask you that because uh, I know that, you know, not everybody gets it. I, more and more people are now. Um, but mm-hmm. we're, we're, we, you know, and we're in Kentucky. You think that uh, our cable company would offer it, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, more and more, of course, both the satellite uh, providers offer RFD, and more and more cable companies are picking it up. So you should check with your local cable provider and make sure it's it may already be there. Cool. All right, Julie. Well, we certainly appreciate you being on again. And, of course, your website is at juliegoodnight.com, and we'll talk to you again soon. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of EcoVet Fly Repellent and listeners like you. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.